Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. Four women born in four different decades on a mission to help you eat right, get strong, and feel confident in your body. We have all struggled with our body image and confidence at some point, which is why we came together to create this podcast, to remind you that no matter how old you are, you can do this. All you need is support and us, your four empowered besties, to help you crush it on your health and fitness journey. Join us each week for an episode packed on not just what to do, but how to actually do it. We share the crap that no one else talks about because you deserve to succeed and we love keeping it real. Whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, we got you covered. From four badass women to another, know that we love you, we appreciate you, and you deserve to feel good in your body. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to the Decades of Strength. I am Kim and I'm hosting today along with me. I have Sarah and Sam and Marcy. Hi, ladies. How's everybody doing today? You know, not too bad. Can't complain. It's not a bad spot to be in, I feel. No, California's finally opening up a little bit. So people are able to go out to eat at restaurants, like sit on a patio and the weather's been lovely. So that's been good. My gym technically opened well I shouldn't say technically my (laughs) the owner of my gym opened the gym yesterday even though I think it might be slightly illegal so oh I don't know if we're really supposed to but okay um but it looks like you know um where we are yeah things are are getting back on track so hair salons next week gyms at the end of the month so that's exciting Nice. Yay. Nice. Sam, how about you? How you doing? Oh, I'm good. Life is good. I'm looking outside. It's sunshiny. It's been super nice here in Boston and it's been, oh God, fucking glorious. I just feel like wearing shorts, being outside and like I've been working out outside and that's been really nice. Um, so I just love summertime so much. So nice. I'm, just, I'm thriving right now. <laughs> I know. I went to the beach this weekend, spent a whole day down at the Jersey Shore. Oh, nice. Oh my God, Kim, please tell me you were behaving like a Jersey Shore, um, (laughs) what I've seen on the program. I have no idea. Exactly like that. That's exactly, (laughs) what was her name? Snooki. I behaved exactly like her. Oh my God. Put my hair on a big bun and everything. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, I hope you had your beach pants on. (laughs) Did you have your beach pants on? This is like essential. We need to know this right now. If you were, we need to ask you why. No, I was acting like the cast of Jersey Shore. I wore no pants. <laughs> oh, I went I to pants less. That kind of <laughs> no, I was with, I was with my kids. We all were well behaved. <laughs> So, you know, we're all talking summertime here, and that's what our episode is going to be about today. We are talking about um, keeping up with our good habits and reaching your um, fitness goals in the summer, whether your goal is weight loss or weight maintenance or just general healthy eating. Um, it seems that people struggle a little bit more in the summer. It's kind of like a special time of year in people's minds, kind of like holiday eating. We've got summertime eating. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Ladies, why don't you kind of, let's just each kind of talk a little bit about like what you see, what are typical struggles? Like what are the big hurdles people tend to face um, with summertime eating? Who wants to go first? I can go. Um, So I would say definitely when it comes to summer, everyone's social life suddenly starts to um, accelerate again. So certainly in 
the UK and um, there's more barbecues. I come or the UK is quite a big drinking culture. So there'll be a lot of, you know, people meeting up to go for more drinks after work because they can sit outside. Um, and, you know, I think just people, they get in, the, the sun arrives and there's just a kind of like, oh yeah, life doesn't matter. I don't really care if I just like eat everything that I want or drink everything that I want. I kind of feel like I'm on, like you just said, um, holidays, people go into automatic, like the sun comes out and all of a sudden the head just goes, yes, it's time to just do what we want. I feel free. I'm just going to go at it. Um, and so people just lose it and forget that, that, you know, this is still real life, people. It's just a little bit warmer. And it's just a little bit warmer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just a little warmer. <laughs> it's a little warmer. Yeah. No, there is, there's a different, there's definitely a different vibe about summer. Um, but I think just people get a little bit carried away for them from with themselves and just forget that, you know, you still have to live a healthy life that makes you feel good. And quite often the way that you tend to live during the summer, it doesn't always make you feel good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Sarah, I think you touched upon something actually that might be a helpful reframe for people listening to is like, you don't have to do any, you don't have to be healthy. You know what I mean? You don't have to have a weight loss goal in the summer. Like you don't have to do anything. Like you are choosing to do that. And it's like, I know a lot of my clients and even like a past version of me sometimes was like, oh man, like I got to look so good for summer. Like I got to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, do you though? Like you yeah. don't have to actually, like you can just stay the same. You're fine. Like you're not going to die, you know? Um, so like making the distinction of like, yeah, like I just want to feel good. I want to feel healthy. I want to be moving and whatever. And then it kind of puts things in perspective in a little bit. So it's like, instead of feeling like you, you have to, or like you're forcing yourself to, it's like, no, I just, it, it makes me feel better when I go to sleep at night. Um, and, and I think like, having that reframe helps people feel more in control of the situation so that they actually like want to do the, the things that make them feel good and they don't feel like they have to. Um, Cause I think from, from my experience working with what all the people that we work with, it's like, they're like, Oh, there's so much pressure to like be in a bathing suit and I got to get naked basically outside and I don't feel comfortable, but I all of a sudden want to lose 40 pounds in four weeks because now it's bathing suit season. And I literally just had this conversation with one of my clients the other day. She's like, I know this isn't realistic, but I literally just want to lose 40 pounds in like the next four weeks. And I was like, well, we can do that. Like we can totally do that. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, we can just cut off your leg. Like it's really not that hard. (laughs) And she's like, okay, okay. where you're going with that. Yeah. It's like, it's like not going to happen, but it's really like, I've had that feeling too, where you're like, oh, I just want to be summer ready. You know, like I got to get there. And it's like, um, it's going to take longer. And so might as well find a way to make it as enjoyable as possible while still doing it. So I think that's really the the way to go about it is like acknowledging it's still going to take time, but how can you make it as enjoyable as possible in the summer, knowing that there's a lot more fun stuff that happens, especially with like social events. Yeah. And don't get sucked into fear, FOMO, fear of missing out, because that's the other thing people do in the summer. They have to they feel like they need to go and do everything, participate in everything, because there's that fear of, oh my God, it might never happen again. They might never come around 
scarcity. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Marcy, how about you? What do you think are some of the unique challenges people face um, with sticking with their health and fitness goals in the summer? I think, you know, continuing from what Sarah said about there's just more going on in the summer. So there are more vacations, there are more pool parties and get togethers, barbecues, you know, whatever it may be. So the opportunities to be around more high calorie foods, more alcohol, more people who are indulging and maybe don't give a shit about their body and making progress towards their fat loss goals. I mean, because not everybody is in that, that space, you know, or that mindset. So if you are surrounded by people who are not where you are, or maybe they are where you are, and I will tell a story about that in just a sec, um, then you could be more tempted to follow the crowd, so to speak, because, you know, maybe like what Sam said, or whoever said it, uh, fear of missing out, or just fear of not fitting in. And that is one of the biggest forms of self-sabotage that I see. So I have a client who I worked with for about three or four months leading up to COVID and she had made good progress, but her biggest struggle was wine. Like she just had a hard time not drinking more wine than I hate to use the word should, but you know, she would like give herself a limit and then she would often exceed it. And it would usually come during the times that she was with other people. So like in a group setting, that kind of sucked into that group think mentality and not wanting to look like the one who wasn't fun. So she felt, and this is a limiting belief. It's a story that I was trying to rewrite with her because she's a good time without the alcohol. And I tried to tell her that like, you do not need excessive drinking to fit in, um, to have people like you, to be more fun, any of that, you know, like stick to your one glass, two glasses max, maybe that's fine and enjoy it and then move on. Um, and so she, she was doing well with that. And then we stopped working together and then she came back to me last month with the same struggle. And um, so we actually put together a challenge for her, which was 21 days, no drinking. Um, and I really like the challenge mentality. I think that it can just like for the short term, not saying like, oh, don't ever drink again. But for the, for, for the short term, it gives you something to focus on. It does feel a little motivating and it can, I think, help kickstart results. Um, which can be motivating as well. So she agreed to it and she was going to do it with a friend of hers. So 21 days, no drinking. And she was also struggling because she wasn't losing weight. She's like, I'm tracking my macros, you know, I'm doing everything right, but I'm still drinking. I'm trying to fit it in my, you know, my numbers. I don't see, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, okay, let's do it. 21 days, no drinking. She uh, messaged me a couple of days ago after a week and she was down seven pounds. Um, which is huge. So that just goes to show <laughs> the impact that alcohol can have if you are drinking it in excess or too frequently. But where I'm going with all this, sorry for the tangent, <clears throat> is that she messaged me the like two days later saying I caved and I said I was only going to have a glass with this like friend of mine who was doing the challenge and we ended up having way too much. Like now I feel like shit. 
And I was like, okay, why, why do you think that happened? And she's like, well, you know, the friend said to me, oh, we'll just have one glass. It's okay. Like we've been good. And that's the other problem too, is the like, we've been good mentality or, you know, I deserve this. Um, and then allowing that to justify your choices. So yeah, where I'm growing, going with all of this is just letting other people's decision or other people's behaviors dictate your decisions. And I think that, that can be way more prevalent during the summer when you are surrounded by more people and more people who are just wanting to have a good time. Yeah. I feel you. I feel that so hard right now. I met, I'm navigating my own stuff around that too. Like moving in with Kurt, it's like the same thing. It's like, I'm constantly now surrounded by someone that I have to consciously not eat how he does. Mm, interesting. Mm. But so my question for you, my question for you would be, is he supportive of what your goals are for yourself and you wanting to feel good? Or does he do that? Oh, come on, Sam, like a little bit won't hurt you. Cause I think there's, no. he, he's like, so he doesn't care what I eat. He, he doesn't even care what he eats. Right. So I was gonna say. He's not even conscious of what I eat, you know? Um, it's just more like me being like, Oh, just like, a, like more aware that I've never had somebody that I've been around 24 seven where I'm like, where I've had to adjust my eating towards. And it's like constantly being on summer vacation. You're like, oh mm-hmm. shit, I probably should probably not eat the whole bag of chips, mm-hmm. but I did, that's okay. <laughs> so it's like just being more mindful around uh, your influence and having, it's like so important, it's more important to have a plan and have an intention for mm-hmm. what you're eating when you're just around it. Cause it's like your environment dictates a lot of your success. Mm-hmm. And so if you're used to having very structured meals or being controlled 24 seven when you're surrounded by more influence. And I don't want to say temptation because it's not like a bad thing. It's just when your environment's different, you just have to be more mindful mm-hmm. of, oh, okay, I can choose to do this or not, but just making sure that it feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All about the feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think that's a pretty good list of why summer feels especially challenging. Um, to keep up with good habits you've built, whether your goal is weight loss or maintenance or whatever it is. So let's talk some strategies that people can use to, uh, you know, not let let all of their good habits slip and to not give in to all of these temptations we've just talked about. Um, I'm going to start with just one. Sarah mentioned this when we were kind of discussing our topic today um, before we started recording, which is the idea of uh, instead of thinking of what you're doing with your food and your exercise as just like some kind of short-term thing, a quick fix kind of thing, but it's just your life. Like this is your lifestyle and it is your lifestyle, whether it is summer or whether it's, you know, December 25th and it's Christmas, like all of these special things that come up doesn't change the fact that what you do is your life. And part of your life means you're going to eat more food sometimes. And part of your life means there are special occasions, but at no point does it mean like you have to drastically adjust everything about who you are and what you've decided to do. Like I can enjoy summer without stuffing myself full of food anymore. I can. Um, And I think a lot of that is about adjusting how we view our habits. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think, Kim, like what you touched upon, like enjoying, I think that's really what it comes down to is like knowing your personal preferences around food and how to maximize the enjoyment of the times you're eating. (laughs) 
And what I mean is like, so for example, like I've been eating kind of more like intermittent fasting. I've just been really enjoying like just like time restricted eating or like not eating, uh, eating less meals, um, but bigger meals. Cause that's what I enjoy. And it's taken me I don't know, five years of going through like eating six meals a day, eating three meals a day, eating whatever. And now I either eat one big meal or two meals. Um, and it works for me. And I really like it because I like feeling full and I like eating a lot of food and it allows me to do that. And I realized that I had been eating more frequent, smaller meals and I wasn't truly enjoying the meal. And now I actually give myself like a lot of time and a lot of food to enjoy. And I like kind of create more of an experience around the meal and it's so much more satisfying and I can eat all the things I want. Right. And it's like, if you can take that mindset and apply it to summertime, it's like, if you know, you're going to be hanging out with your friends, say on the boat, I don't know, there's going to be a lot of things then can you adjust the rest of the day so that it actually works in your favor where whether you don't eat prior or you have something like, you know, some veggies, protein prior so that you can have the best of all worlds. It's like, how can you make the time that actually is the most meaningful and like the most fun even better? And for me, it's like, oh, okay, I can do that really easily by just not eating. And that's something that works for me. It doesn't work for everyone. But like, I would rather not have breakfast and lunch so that I can have this like grandiose dinner with my family and friends on a boat rather than having like crappy little dinky meals earlier in the day and then having like a, having a good meal at night. But it's like, it could have been better, but I, I ate kind of dinky little meals. So I think that's something that works really well for me and a lot of my clients. They've actually started messing around with um, having like a time window or just having one big meal or two medium sized meals. And that gives them the freedom to eat whatever they want and get the benefit of, of fasting, like the health benefits too. So that's something that I've been kind of experimenting with and it's, it's working really well. Yeah. Right. Sarah and Marcy, how about you guys? What strategies do you have to offer up? Um, so for me, I would say that you need to get very clear on your intentions and get really clear on the story that you are telling yourself around the summer. Because if you waltz into summer and you have kind of this underlying story still running that okay just because it's summertime I'm just gonna let it all go to crap and you know even if you're claiming oh I'm going you know I'm gonna go to this barbecue and I'm gonna try and be <clears throat> in air quotes good if the story that you're really telling yourself is okay it's summertime I'm gonna just let it all go to crap then that is what will happen so you need to make sure that I like as we know I love writing is just to like kind of really get clear with yourself like you know write maybe around some kind of journal prompt about you know this is this is how I want to feel this summer is and get really freaking clear with yourself and don't go into it half assing it and think back to last last summer and think about how you felt at the end of it. And if you had a summer where you, you were completely just like, you know, not really thinking about anything, do you want to feel the same at the end of this summer? 
So I would just like, don't, don't kind of kid yourself that if you're not being intentional about this, that anything is going to be different because it won't be. So you have to be like really honest and get clear with yourself. So I don't really know if that's a strategy, but it's kind of what I think. People oh, I think it's fantastic strategy. I love that. Yeah. I think that should be number one. Like start with that, right? Let's figure out how you want to feel this summer. How do you want to feel during the summer? How do you want to feel at the end of the summer? How'd you feel last summer? I think that's a great place to start. That almost sounds like a movie. How did you feel last summer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah, that, that concept I feel like is what, I think we've talked about it before, is like the be, do, have, right? And it's often like we, we do things in the reverse way. It's like, oh, I have to do this so that I can be this. It's like, no, you have to be the yes. thing first and then you will have the thing yes. and often we just get it we get it kind of wrong so if you yes. think about what Sarah just said like who do you have to be in order to have the results that you want to have like well the a successful healthy fit version of you would be doing these things right now and would be treating this whole summer like this and be thinking like this so I think that's yeah that's awesome I love that mm -hmm. yeah you do that. I love that. Yeah, and that that's a practice. It really is. You know, it's easy to say, oh, be this person, but if you've never been that person before, it it can be hard. It can be challenging. Um, so give yourself some grace, especially if you are trying to do it at a time when there are gonna be more opportunities for you to act like the past or your current version of yourself. But but challenge yourself with this because you can absolutely change. You can absolutely rewrite the story. You know, I used to be someone who, I mean, I, I still love food, but it's amazing to me how really over the past couple of months, I would say even just like with quarantine, um, my relationship to food has really changed in the sense that I have so much like structure and rituals in place and even though I'm not you know spending time with people in person or going out and doing all of these like amazing activities I am filling my life up or like filling my what I call my satisfaction cup up in so many other ways that I just don't think about food as much or I don't have that desire to turn to food to fulfill me um so you know, to start with like, start one day at a time. That's why I tell all of my clients and just always ask yourself, like, what is the next best step? So if you have an event to go to and you're feeling a little anxious around it, like, oh my gosh, there's going to be all this food. What am I going to do? I've always overeaten, you know, just use it as an opportunity to, to practice. And like Sam was saying, you know, be that person and ask yourself like, yeah, what would she do? And then what Sarah was saying, how, how do I want to feel? I think that is really important. And if you can get honest with yourself, you know that feeling bloated and puffy and fatigued and disappointed in yourself because you overate, that never feels good. And it does not outweigh the few minutes of pleasure in the moment that the food or the alcohol gives you. It just doesn't. And I'm not saying like, this is not, oh, shame yourself for eating or drinking too much. That's not the case. Like, if you do that, own it and move on, but just get really honest with yourself. Like, does that actually feel good? And I'm sure you will say that, <laughs> no, it does not. It's like, um, one of my favorite quotes is like, sometimes you have to give up 
what you want in the moment for what you want most. And if that is a weight loss goal, if it's just an overall feeling of, you know, like feeling good in your body, I keep getting um, new clients saying in their like initial questionnaire, like, I just want to feel good in my skin. Like, I want to feel confident. I want to feel good in my body. And yeah, I think that's really important. It's not necessarily a look, it's a feeling, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And then lastly, like where I will, what I will say in terms of strategy is treating your summer like you would the rest of the year. So have rituals, have structure, you know, like implement a morning routine, go back and listen to that episode. Because I think that if you start your day off with positive intentions and grounding exercises and you do some journaling or some free writing around who you want to be, how you want to feel, and, and you get yourself in that good headspace and you kind of like get yourself in that headspace of that future version of yourself, you're going to be more likely to continue making good decisions the rest of the day. So I love that morning routine. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so obsessed. Literally, obsessed. if I don't do it, like it's just mayhem. Absolute mm-hmm. mayhem. Yep. Yep. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I think people, they overthink the morning routine. You know, mine is fairly long right now, but I have the time for it because I don't have kids <laughs> and all of that. But uh, I mean, it's worth, it is worth going to bed earlier and getting up earlier to do it because it will change your life. I know that sounds dramatic, but. She's not lying. It's, I ain't lying. It's so true. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm, if I, I wish I could get sponsored by the morning routine. Like I would, I would just <laughs> that. that. I don't even know what that me. means exactly. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm such an advocate for it. Like, oh yeah. So good. <laughs> that is Sam's jam. Uh, okay. So the things that I will add to this list of strategies, um, one is a little more mental and one is a physical thing. So mentally kind of go along with what, what Marcy was saying there. The idea, like question yourself about the stories you tell yourself about summer fun and food. Like what is required for you to actually enjoy an event? And is it all about the food? Um, you know, my client who was, who I started talking about earlier, um, brand new client, like it was our first weekend together. And she went out on this boat for the weekend on the lake and like, she messaged me back and she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. We do this all the time. And so like, we just drank all day. I'm like, was well, that, is that the fun part? Like, is that, is that the deal? Like, that's like what you do. You go on the boat and then you drink. Could you go on the boat and do other things? Like if that is literally all that the group is going to do, like maybe you will find other things to do, but really, is that the truth? Like I go on boats with my man. I just happen to not be a person who drinks. So, you know, but when we've gone out on boats before, like we do all kinds of things, like we drag a tube behind us and, you know, p- you know, like play on it and you can play cards. Like, is it really true that the thing you're going to spend all day doing is eating and drinking? And I think a lot of people will be able to come to the fact like, oh, wait, I guess it doesn't have to be, right? That's mm-hmm. not necessarily what it is. Um, and if it is, and that's not in line with what you want to do, then making different decisions and allowing yourself like, oh, I don't have to go on the boat and just eat and drink. I can find other ways to have fun this summer. So that's one thing I would say is just not accepting like this is how it is. Like, is it really that way, first of all? And if it is and it's not in line with what you want, how can you change it? Um, I think that's important stuff. 
The second thing I would say is a much more practical um, suggestion, and that is the fact that at all, at any time of year, of all the times of year, I think this is probably the best time of year to eat like incredibly good food that is just delicious, that is super low calorie. Like I love summer eating. I'm super excited. I'm grilling tonight and I'm grilling some chicken um, and I'm grilling peaches. Have you guys ever had grilled peaches? They're yeah. delicious. Yeah. Grilling peaches? What? what? They're delicious. They're delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, you know, and corn on the cob, like I'm gonna make corn on the cob. So like in the summer, like I make amazing food and look, I'm no great chef. Like this is none of it is fancy food, but wow, is it good? Like going to like the local farmer's market and getting all of the, like, like a fresh tomato. Oh my gosh. How much like better watermelon. does watermelon taste? Yeah. I don't know. I'm weird. I don't like watermelon, but I know everybody else is. So eat your watermelon. I yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, and so like, we kind of think like, ah, summer, all this summer fun, but wow, there is no other time of year where there's this much good produce that is super useful to keep your calories lower while just really friggin' enjoying your food. Yeah. That's, that's Here's so good. Goal, and I right? think also, also asking yourself what is worth it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when you go to these barbecues or, you know, whatever the thing may be, there's going to be some real crap food there. Let's be honest. Like store-bought potato salad. <laughs> oh, gross. That's just gross. Right? I'm sorry. Ew. Wait. No, I can't even think about it. Anything with mayonnaise, like, <laughs> especially at a picnic. Ew. Oh God. Oh my gosh. I just had a really my, good my, my ex-husband, my ex-husband got food poisoning, like the first month that we were together, um, from mayonnaise that was left out at an oh. event. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen someone so sick in my entire life. Ew, 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 ew. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, no, but like, yeah, let's be honest. Okay. Oscar Mayer hot dogs on rainbow brand white hot dog buns. <laughs> Just, it ain't that good. It's not. Or one of my mentors, Jill Coleman, who... Uh, her like brand is what she calls moderation 365. So it's all about um, just being mindful like with the food that you eat and like the abundance mindset. You can have anything at any time, but yeah, being very discerning. So one of the examples she'll always use is like the store-bought chocolate chip cookies or the store-bought sheet cake. Like that stuff is just not that good when you really think about it. And is it going to be worth the calories that you take in, probably not. So mm -hmm. like Kim said, what are the delicious, nutrient-dense, healthier foods that are going to fill you up, that are going to make you feel good, but are still enjoyable to eat? And if you like, if you want those treats, pick the ones that are really worth it. You know, like there are some summer desserts that people only make around summertime and you're not going to get that at Christmas. And maybe you love it and you look forward to it every year. Okay, get down on that. So it's uh, what I would say either like, I guess it's nutritional checks and balances. So mm -hmm. if I'm going to have this thing, I am not going to have that thing. So if I'm going to drink the cocktails, I'm going to skip the brownies or only have a couple of bites of the brownies. You know, unfortunately, if fat loss is the goal, we don't want to say it's restriction. It is restraint. So you can't always like have your cake and eat it too. You do have to be a little bit pickier and choosier in terms of whether that's like the foods that you eat or the amounts that you eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nutritional compromises. That's what I call those, Marcy. Yeah. I talk with my clients about nutritional compromises all the time. You can have yeah. anything you want. You just can't have all of it and you should all pick the things you really want. Or, or you can't have it all 
right All now. Exactly. It's exactly right. Next party. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And not, and not everyone can have everything all the time, no matter what your freaking goal is. Because you like your bulking, but like majority of us, like that's just not how life is. Yeah. Don't ever think that like there's a special being out there that is living this life where they literally can eat everything and anything. The majority of people cannot. So yeah. And also you wouldn't want to. Like you'd feel disgusting, you know? It's like just remembering that you're not just doing this just for weight loss. It's like you're also doing this to feel good. Because at the end of the day, if you just said, well, you know, I'm eating all the brownies, like, you're going to feel like crap. You're going to maybe feel good for, like, what, two minutes? And then the rest of your day, maybe the next day, too, is going to feel gross. You're going to set yourself back in your goals. So I think having the discipline, not just for the outcome, but actually how you feel in the moment is really the thing that will help you stay the course in remembering, like, yeah, I could eat all of this right now, but I don't want to because it's going to make me feel like crap. And that for me is like when I get in those moments where I'm like, ooh, I want everything. I want all the things, you know, it's all, uh, it's like, okay, Sam, like you don't actually want the, all of the things. Cause <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> crap. And that's like always my thing is like, I want to try everything and I want to have it all. And like, blah, blah, blah. And, It's like, yes, I can, but I'm just choosing not to do that because I don't want to feel like crap, so. Yeah, and and last, I think, like, going back to what Kim said about kind of, like, rewriting the story around what summer looks like for you and the things that you do, and I alluded to this earlier, it is a practice, so just allow yourself to get uncomfortable because change requires discomfort. Like, that's just how it's going to be and say, all right, this time around, I am, I'm not going to drink, or I'm not going to eat all the food just this once. And when you do it, you will prove to yourself that it can be done, that it's not that hard. You didn't die. You know, you weren't like the, the wallflower or whatever you probably think, you know, is going to happen. And it's like, oh, I was able to do that. It wasn't that bad. And now like, I feel really good as a result, physically, mentally, I'm proud of myself, you know, and then that will allow you to further take action that is alignment in alignment with your future self from then on. Yeah. It's like the principle that that I use my clients is like the 1% better. Like how can I be 1% better this time? And literally that's all it takes because I think we, I mean, I do this myself too, and I have to constantly check in and is like we we expect to just go from like where we currently are to like where we want to be very quickly and then when we don't we feel like a failure and then and then it's like oh god why can't i just figure it out and it's like no just like take a baby step and and like really get your expectations kind of you know check in with those because yeah, we want to be able to get to there, but we can't get to there unless we take all the steps to get to there. We can't like make that micro jump. So what's 1%, like what's one way I can be 1% better? And sometimes it's like having one less serving of a brownie. You know what I mean? Maybe that's all it is. And like, that's okay. Eventually you'll feel way more in control and you'll go from eating 10 brownies at a party to, oh, okay, I had one brownie today. I feel good. You know, like that's progress and that's maintainable and it's hard. Like, I don't want bad advice from somebody. I don't because I want the, I want the easy option and I want the fast results, but 
unfortunately we as humans like like you said mars it's like change requires discomfort but like the slower you can the slower you change the more maintainable the change will be so how can you just be one percent better and if you do that over the course of a year your entire life is going to change so amen yeah. That's fantastic. Love it. All right, ladies, some great advice there. Some really good strategies. Why don't we finish up? Let's go around and everybody can share. What is your very favorite thing about summer? What do you like to do? What part of the day? Like what, what do you love about summer? I just kind of sprung that on you. So I'll go first. I love eating outside and I love being outside at night in the summer when it's warm and watching. We had, a, I don't know where, what you guys call them, where you are. You maybe call them fireflies. We call them lightning bugs here. We have a lot of lightning bugs here that like light up. They're not here yet. They'll be here in the next couple of weeks. So you sit outside and the little lightning bugs, they're glowing. Sarah, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, but I want some. Why do we not have these little lightning bugs where I am? So their butts like light go up. on Amazon and try to find them. <laughs> I am. Well, if you come east in summer, you, you got to go outside and see. Uh, not in the city. Not in the city. You'd have to be out of the city. So you'd have to leave the city. Um, yeah. So I love sitting outside in the evening in when it's warm, watching the lightning bugs. And I just love it. And I love early mornings in summer. I love early mornings and I love evenings in the summer. Yeah. There's nothing about summer I don't like, to be honest. I, <laughs> I love the warmth. I love the long days, like the extra hours of daylight we get. Um, I, yeah, I love that we can just walk outside and not have to put on clothes or, you know, excess clothes, excess clothes. Sam's um, naked in the summer. Yeah, just walking around naked in my neighborhood. Um, and I think, I think summer for me feels like freedom. And that's why I love it so much. Like, I just feel so free. I can walk out the door. I don't have to worry about anything. It's like, and that's, that's like, I don't know that maybe that's just a state of mind that I'm in, but I just do associate summer with freedom and feeling like I could go to the beach right now. I could climb a mountain right now. I could walk down my neighborhood. Like I can do anything that I, that I want. And it, it's like, I could do all that in the winter too, but there's a lot more barriers to it. So I don't know. Summer is just definitely where I thrive. And I would love, I would much rather work out outside than in a gym or in an indoor gym. So that also allows me the freedom to do that too. So, yeah. Mm. I don't really know what to add to that because I, I, they were all my things. (laughs) I'm trying to think of something something really obscure that I can bring to people. (laughs) What do I like about summer? I don't know. Sorry, I stole a light up on your porch. What? Sunbathe naked on your uh, balcony. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just the general vibe. People just, there is, it does just tend to feel lighter. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I just love everything about it. Marcy, did you go? No, I'm going to be the buzzkill here. I hate summer. What? Summer is like my, it's my least favorite month. Um, oh, I just, I and know. you live in California. He's just what? living for pumpkin spice season already. I, I am. I just I don't love extremes. So I don't love summer. I don't love winter. I'm like definitely a spring and fall girl. And I like I love green. So in spring, um, California has like green all around. Like our mountains are green. There's like green grass, like on the trail that I walk. And it's just like so light and just lovely. And then this time of year, like everything's brown and dry and hot. <laughs> I hate oh. the heat. Oh. So, um, 
Marcy, yeah, you have to come visit me in the summer because it is so green here. Is it? Yeah, no, I know. Oh I my gosh. So this, that's why one of the things I like about summer, like it is so green in Pennsylvania in the summer. Yeah. And it. that's the thing that I don't love about California in the summer is that it's like dry, brown and hot. So mm-hmm. anyway, that being said, sorry for the negativity. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. It's um, dry, brown and hot. <laughs> Welcome to California. So I will say like, I do, I do love the, like the warmer summer evenings, like Kim said, and being able to eat outside. And like, that is, that is really nice and relaxing. Um, and then when I was younger, uh, we used to go to a lake every summer and that, that was my favorite time of year or like the thing I looked forward to the most during the year, because I love just to be out like on a lake, on a boat, just, I don't know. Um, freedom. What, yeah. I mean, it does kind of feel like freedom, I guess, but, um, yeah, I, but I haven't done that in a really, really long time. And I haven't gone on like a summer vacation for years. So I've always just been here working in a hot gym with no air conditioning. So (laughs) anyway, yeah. Wow. Well, all right, ladies, thanks so much for coming on and talking. I hope everyone listening enjoyed this episode and that you have a wonderful summer wherever you are. Yes. Love you guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. All right. That wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.